the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to California Business Connections, brought to you by the U.S. Black Chamber. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities throughout the state of California. Your host, Carl Davis Jr., talks to the rock stars of this great state and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed entrepreneurs, along with business and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and welcome to California Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the Western Regional Director of the U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all local black chambers and all small businesses. Help us help you help these small businesses. Now, if you'd like to go to your local black chamber and see how you can help us, go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. My guest today is the rock star of black small businesses himself, the president and CEO of the U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Ron Busby. How are you doing today, Ron? I'm doing well, and thank you for having me on, Carl. It's always an honor and a privilege to not just speak to you, but to speak to your audience. As you know, uh, I'm an Oakland native, grew up there in the Bay Area, uh, came back after college and extent and a stint in corporate America to start my uh, first business um, that was relatively successful. Uh, <laughs> millions of dollars, <laughs> millions of dollars, relatively. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's all relative, but it is uh, really good to spend some time with you talking a little bit about uh, what I'm doing now at the U.S. Black Chambers, Inc., uh, as well as uh, business, black business across the country. So uh, looking forward to the conversation. <laughs> well, you know, Ron, me and you have been in this for a while, and uh, I just want you to just, you know, share some of the stuff that, you know, we've seen in the past about how our Black businesses have survived, and then relate that to today's, especially what happened with the pandemic and the and the plight of Black businesses as you see it, Ron. How do you see it? Well, it's a great question. It's a great way to get started. Um, I think... Uh, Data always removes uncertainty. And so the U.S. Black Chamber began in 2009. Uh, and you've heard uh, business leaders across the country talk about some of the challenges, as well as some of the data as it relates to Black-owned businesses. I'm going to give you some statistics that we just found from the U.S. Census Bureau. Actually, I received this data this morning. Uh, and when we began in 2009, we were looking at data that came from 2007 census, mm-hmm. and many leaders were talking about the number of Black-owned businesses, and Carl, you probably remember the number of 1.9 million Black firms. Mm-hmm. That was the number of firms that the census had uh, counted and collected uh, during that period of time. Over that time, when we began the U.S. Black Chamber, there was not a census, so we didn't really know the numbers. Uh, particularly in 2009. So we were still using the 1.9 million Black-owned businesses. 
Part of our goal was to double the number of Black businesses by the year 2020. We had established a program called Black Wealth 2020. So the idea was to go from 1.9 million Black-owned businesses to somewhere around 3.84 million Mm -hmm. Black-owned businesses. The data uh, came from the census report through 2018. That was the last time that we have information. Mm -hmm. And I will say that we are very close to achieving that number. Uh, Mm -hmm. In 2018, there's actually reported 3.2 million Black-owned businesses. And though Mm -hmm. we've not seen the 3.8, we still have two additional years uh, to be able to accumulate numbers. And so we are tracking in the right direction. The other numbers that I think are extremely important, and that is the number of revenue that those businesses generate. 2007, that we collectively as Black-owned businesses generated somewhere around $135 billion in annualized revenue, all of our firms together. Uh, In 2018, that number exceeded $200 billion. And so we are tracking in the right direction. Uh, obviously, after 2018, a lot of things happening in the United States, particularly around Black-owned businesses. Uh, the pandemic and what we call the murder of George Floyd had a huge impact. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a numbers being thrown around of 41%. 41% of Black-owned businesses closed between the months of February of 2020 and April of 2021. I'm sorry, April of 2020. That represented around 442,000 Black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Doors were closed. That's a combination of brick-and-mortar businesses as well as social media platform businesses, uh, e-commerce businesses. So there have been challenges. The good news is that we are a resilient group of business owners. And mm-hmm. so although many businesses closed during that period of time, over 70% of those firms reopened Um, a second time, 18% opened a third time and 10% opened a fourth time. And so that shows us that our businesses were in good industries and good uh, leaders uh, understood the environment just did not have access to capital uh, to be able to get them through some difficult periods of time. So uh, when the U S black chamber began, we, uh, we're founded on what we call our five pillars. And the second pillar was around access to capital. And so uh, you have seen us over the last 12 months really push uh, creative ways to get mm-hmm. funding to our businesses and to our communities and chambers around the country. And so really honored to have you uh, as the Western Regional Director for us to make sure that our businesses there on the West Coast uh, receive the attention that they need. So often, uh, what happens here in Washington, D.C. is great, but by the time the states get the funds or the, the opportunity, that never really uh, gets trickled down to Black chambers and or Black businesses. And so uh, a program that you guys are involved in there called the SBA uh, Community uh, Navigator Pilot Program mm-hmm. was established last year. Uh, U.S. Black Chamber uh, of the 600 applicants was one of five national uh, organizations to be selected to participate in the program. And we have 20 other uh, affiliate chambers working with us and uh, around the country uh, and, and, and excited about what you're doing there on the West Coast to make sure that our businesses as well as chambers uh, have access to the information and the opportunities going on. 
Man, that's a perfect, that was wonderful, Ron. It's a perfect segue into a little bit of what I would just want to say about your advocacy, because you, you know, play a huge role in trying to set up policies, procedures, you know, things that, that, that we can do to, um, to try to level the playing field. And you're right there in Washington, D.C. And thank you for that segue from Washington to California. Just speak a little bit about your advocacy work, Ron, because you do a lot of that, I know, in D.C. Yeah, you know, it's, it's ironic um, that when I got here, uh, I came in right after uh, the Obama administration. And I remember uh, working closely with agencies, the Small Business Administration, the Minority Business Development Agency, the Economic Development Agency. And it was always a positive experience uh, when we were uh, talking about the number of contracts being awarded to minority businesses. It was always positive numbers. Uh, I can remember in 2010 uh, being elected as the co-chair of the SBA's uh, Council of Underserved Communities. It was a, a group uh, that the SBA led uh, and we had various organizations there. And I remember there being accountability placed on the SBA uh, and we were really excited because the federal government had set a goal of 23% uh, spend with minority firms. Um, and we had actually uh, exceeded that number and had hit 27%. And we were all excited. But up until 2020, when we advocated for the president of the United States, then uh, President Biden, uh, to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, to the location of the massacre there uh, on Wall Street, our Black Wall Street, to disaggregate the numbers, to really be intentional and transparent about the spend. Mm -hmm. And what we heard was that the federal government, although it spends close to $960 billion, they spend less than one or less than 2% with black firms. The actual spend with black companies around the country is 1.67%. And so for us, it's now a cry on intentionality, transparency, and accountability. We no longer are concerned about minority goals, but more intentional about black goals. We want to know what impact it is having on black businesses, black communities, and black chambers. And so we here at the US Black Chamber are writing, working and fighting hard to make sure that numbers are being disaggregated so that we have a stake in the play and in the future of the company country. If you look at how the spend is right now, um, about 78% of all spend, minority spend, goes to white women. Mm -hmm. And I say white women uh, very specifically because if you're a Black woman or an Asian woman or a Hispanic woman, your spend still gets calls counted in your nationality. So for Black women, although you're a woman-owned firm, your spend still gets counted in the Black bucket. The same mm -hmm. for Asian women, and Hispanic women. Historically in the past, black firms have not been able to be certified as black firms. Hispanic firms weren't able to be certified as Hispanic firms. We were mm -hmm. certified as minority firms. Mm -hmm. You could be certified as a woman-owned firm. You could be certified as an Asian-owned firm, as a veteran, um, even a gay and lesbian-owned firm. Mm -hmm. But for black firms and Hispanic firms, black and brown firms, we were counted under the minority bucket. And so many times our concerns, our issues, uh, as, as well as our needs were being lost uh, and not being attributed to because of the fact that 
there was no mechanism to really be able to count black owned businesses. And so the US Black Chamber came out with our own certification platform uh, last year called Buy Black, B-Y-B-L-A-C-K dot U-S, Buy Black dot U-S, so that black businesses could be certified as black businesses. I say all the time, uh, I grew up in Oakland. Uh, I was not a minority. <laughs> Oakland was a minority city. We had a lot of flavor of all types of nationalities. Uh, and there was no one there that ever felt left out. We don't have the opportunities in today's environment to be so uh, naive uh, that we can get caught up in saying we have to fight for other people's objectives. Right now, we got to make sure that Black communities aren't, aren't being left behind. And so for those listeners that are 51% owned by Black persons or more, you can be certified for free um, mm-hmm. at us. Last year, uh, there was a lot of corporate commitments uh, to the tune of $6.6 billion of corporations saying, hey, they were either going to provide funding for Black-owned businesses, Black nonprofits, Black organizations, uh, but we've not been able to trace the majority of that money. And many of these corporations are saying, well, yeah, Ron, we do more business with Black firms if we can find them. Mm-hmm. And so now we've taken away that obstacle of them not being able to find us. And so now it's upon us to make sure that we're putting and onboarding our own firms into this directory uh, so that we can be found and so that we can be supported. And Ron was sharing some wonderful information about the certification, the data that's out there, and how with this data, you know, you can, you can plan intentionality and you could talk about transparency. And I think Ron's doing a wonderful job. As a matter of fact, I'm here in Washington, D.C. now attending uh, the U.S. Black Chamber School of Management. Very, very interesting. For those who are uh, trying to find out more about the U.S. Black Chambers organization itself, it's the national voice for black small businesses. Uh, you can go to U.S. Black Chambers with an S dot org. That's U.S. Black Chambers with an S dot org. Ron was very, very proud to say there's a certification effort that the U.S. Black Chambers has taken on because it's very, very important that um, that black people don't, that black people's numbers, especially business numbers, don't get buried under minority. I know that's crazy for people to, if you're not black and uh, you may not be able to relate to this, but many times I'd be in front of the city of San Jose and other groups who collect data for business spend, whether it's a government spend, whether it's any other kind of spend. And they will say, oh, we reached our we reached our minority goals. And when you look closer, closer at those goals of minority goals, women are in there, uh, disabled, veteran, LBGTQ, all these are considered minority goals. And when someone reaches their minority goals, they feel like, OK, that's it. But when you peel off that onion, you take a look at it. Uh, many times black businesses got less than one percent. We were so small. Uh, I remember being in a meeting with the city of San Jose, black firms, the spin, the city had for black firms was so small, we did not make up one tenth of one percent. Now, many times people say, well, you know, there's this issue, Carl, we would do more business with black firms if we knew where they were 
and they had the scale, which is something we've been fighting for for 30 years. It's almost, it's difficult for someone to uh, have the scale if they don't get the opportunity. So many times we try to break up contracts where they could be smaller contracts, but now we've gotten some larger black firms and Ron and his effort uh, to reach out across the country to connect with these larger firms. He's come up with a president's club. So you can find out more about that at usblackchamberswithans.org. I probably want to say that uh, I'm probably one of the more different radio hosts and that uh, usually there's information that goes out to people from a radio show host or guests that we have. But I'm always trying to get people to connect. And, and I want to make it more active. You make it more interactive. I mean, when I think about finding black businesses, you know, um, people think, well, the chamber knows all the black businesses. We don't know all the black businesses. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do. And we're finding them best we can. And we're connecting people to them. But there are people like yourselves who know black businesses. So I'm going to send my I'm going to give out my text number. I want you to text me because if you try to call me, I have something called RoboKiller and it catches off unknown calls. But text me at 408-509-2886. That's 408-509-2886. I'm doing this because I believe that the solution to a lot of this resides in lots of people's heads. There are parts of ideas that you may have that I merge with somebody else's idea. We take something Ron's doing, what I've been thinking about. And now we come up with something that eventually we have a healthy ecosystem. And that's our goal. You know, I think America does better when everybody's doing better. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. But it's very important that I engage with you and you engage with me. So you got my number, 408 509-2886 and you can send a text you can connect with some of your friends you can share that uh, it's very important um, for years and I google blacks black owned small businesses in the state of California and you know if Google doesn't know the number you know nobody actually knows the number well even the SBA came up with the number that I was really shocked would you believe this but in the state of California there's almost a quarter of a million, almost 250,000, like 220,000 black owned businesses in the state of California. Now, the challenge with a lot of our small businesses, though, that they don't have employees. So we're actually, you know, trying to come up with plans and strategies and and how to scale businesses up so they can hire more people. You know, give us a better chance for them to hire people that look like them. 1.67% of the government national spend is with black firms. 1.67%. Now, that, that works out to be about $9 billion because that's how much money the government spend. But can you imagine if we just doubled that to 3.5%? That could be almost $20 billion to black businesses. So... Uh, that's money injected in the community, and that's money for free people's homes and living. So uh, that's one of our immediate goals. Now, I'm also going to talk a little bit about uh, what I said earlier about California, because I'm in California. For those who don't know, I'm not the California State African-American Chamber President anymore. I'm the Western Regional Director for the U.S. Black Chamber. Um, 
And there's a program that uh, I'm going to be working with them on, and it's the Navigator program. And this program uh, is uh, SBA-led funding to help and assist all small businesses across the country, all small businesses. So I'll be connecting with other groups, my Cal Asian friends here in uh, California, and my Hispanic chamber friend, Julian Canetti, and uh, Pat Fong-Cusita. I'll be working with Dennis King. I'll be working across the aisle, as we'll say, because it's all about creating an ecosystem where our businesses can compete fairly. And that's what we've always wanted and asked for. One of the things that the government's finding out now is, you know, you, if you don't have representation, then when bills and things come out and laws are made, you, you find out later they didn't help everyone. Now, think about what I was saying earlier one time. The SBA had said there were 2.6 million black businesses in America. Ron's goal was to get it to three point something, and he did, but then COVID happened. So you know what that did. But when it was 2.6 million black businesses in America, nearly 2.5 million of them had no employees. And when I first heard that, I really didn't believe that data. And it cooperated with the SBA and, and the Minority Business, Business Development Centers. You know, we started looking at that data. And so there's a lot of entrepreneurship within the black community, but they hadn't had a lot of businesses that had a lot of employees. Well, when the PPP came out, that was a program that payroll protection it was for helping those businesses that had employees. Well, consequently, if you can figure that out, black businesses weren't weren't getting their share of the PPP because many of them didn't have a lot of employees. And so in that first 17 or something or $700 billion came out, only about $550 million, you hear me? $550 million out of $700 billion went to black-owned firms. Not good. I heard somebody say here that, uh, you know, that we're not mom and pop stores. We're either mom or pop. <laughs> and that's challenging, right? So, you know, I want you to go to blackmoney.com. Blackmoney.com is a gentleman by the name of, <clears throat> you may have heard me say this before, that uh, we're not mom and pop stores for our small businesses. We're actually either mom or pop. And, uh, and that's a little bit of a challenge. And so we talked a little bit about government dollars being able to reach our small businesses. Um, there had been a lack of study about black businesses. The federal government really didn't do a, a, a good job at all. And a gentleman by the name of John Templeton, who's an historian and just a, a wonderful sort of a, uh, advocate for small business help. Well, John has a site called blackmoney.com. And if you subscribe to his site, you can get data about black businesses. And uh, even the federal government didn't have this data. So go to blackmoney.com and um, subscribe to John Templeton's uh, information. At the, um, at the end of the day, to really change this, it's going to take funding. 
You know, people talk about the acumen, business acumen of African-Americans. We're probably one of the more educated folks that own businesses. That's statistically driven. So you have to look that up. So it isn't about people being smart enough for business. Many times it's the capitalization and it's the opportunities, you know, and that's where discrimination comes in. So it's very, very important that the businesses um, stay funded. So, you know, we've had the Wells Fargo's and all those people, you know, to to help fund black businesses. But, you know, I think there's been a push lately to um, have black banks play more of a role in that. We want to have this portal created for black banks. So there's one availability that people know that cash and, and, and capital is available. And it's accessible, I mean, that they can get it. We know money's in the bank or at other banks, but you can't get it. And it's affordable. So that's very, very important. So until we meet again, whether it's health, education, politics, even sports, it's all about business. Stay safe and stay connected. You're listening to California Business Connections. You've been listening to California Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the U.S. Black Chamber. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-509-2886. That's 408-509-2886. Copies of our podcast are available online at calaacc.net. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at calaacc.net. That's info at calaacc.net. Keeping you connected. California Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.